0: Left Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Wednesday. February 22nd, 2023. And I would like to just say happy birthday to Cryptopian Natasha Revere. And I really want to say to you this day to have an incredible day. I hope your birthday is all that you expect and more. And so if you'd like a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to reach out to me At 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. We have got so much to talk about in this cryptocurrency space. And um, we are in the midst of a really interesting time in history. And so it seems as though I'm having a tad bit... um, of an issue with the broadcast so i'm going to go ahead and do our black futures month and then when we come forward we will jump into the cryptocurrency conversation this is kbla talk 1580 In in a moment
1: more with Naja roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I had to make sure that you were not getting every other word because there is some great information that I need to share about a meeting that just happened with our federal government. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But first and foremost, let's just say uh, really quickly, happy Black Futures Month. And today we are celebrating Deirdre McIntyre. She is on facebook she has one of the largest black cryptocurrency groups it's called black people in cryptocurrency and so i met her uh some several years ago and she has been a champion for change in the cryptocurrency space as it relates to african americans as well as i see her all the time when we go to dc to talk to officials when we do the black blockchain summit and she is just really a voice to be reckoned with um she is just incredible. So, if you have an opportunity, you can visit my social media and you can look into Deidre McIntyre. She is incredible. And so, my cryptocurrency quote for the day says financial freedom must be fought inch by inch and be held by vigilant education that never sleeps. And that is Naja Roberts. And I know that we have got to be vigilant, getting you this information so that you can do better because you know better. So with that being said, we will jump into some of the cryptocurrency charts and stuff like that in just a few minutes. But some things happened um, just a couple of days ago that I really needed to talk to you all about. And we've been learning some things about the economy reports and things of that sort. I'm not pushing that to the side. We're going to pick up where we left off with that tomorrow. But with the time that we're given, we're really going to make good use of Understanding what is happening because we're getting a lot of calls and people that are really concerned about the cryptocurrency sector, and you should absolutely. So, as we know, the government continues to crack down on the cryptocurrency industry. A lot of cryptocurrency investors right now are scrambling, trying to predict which cryptocurrency projects and companies will be the next that will get caught up in the crosshairs of regulators like the SEC. There was a recent congressional hearing about last year's cryptocurrency debacle, and it actually offers us some clues about which cryptocurrencies and companies are at risk and what the goal is of this particular crackdown because there's going to be many different crackdowns but you know as this thing rolls out um we're going to keep you up to date so that you understand it's safe to say that for those of you that are coinaholics coin holics it's not looking good and I'm just going to say it that way uh you know I was talking to a gentleman yesterday that was showing me something that he was doing in the cryptocurrency space, and he can't even access his cryptocurrency until the year 2028. That's a bad deal because there's so many things that are going to happen in between now and 2028 where you need to put your hands on your money and you need you may need to be nimble. You may need to trade out of it. But if it's locked up in a platform that is no use to you of no use to you. And so with that, I know that we have a lot of things that we're going to need to really discuss with our community to make sure that you all are not losing money not in a predicament where you can't sleep at night because you can't get access to your Bitcoin because you have decided or made the wrong decisions about trying to earn more interest on the thing that is already going to do what it's supposed to do. If you just allow it to do so, we are not in a get rich quick space. That is why, every day, including today, I'm going to really try to summarize everything that's going on in this space. Uh, but today we're going to really just take a a pause to talk about this congressional hearing and what went on. And I'm going to try to my very best to explain it in simple terms to really just tell you what it can mean to the cryptocurrency market and summarizing, uh, just A lot of the things that they're saying, because the crypto crash obviously is what they're calling it. And what it was, was this meeting was held by the United States Senate Committee on Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs. And this happened last week. And so as we look into that, the prequel prerequisite for really understanding the significance of what this is, is and what was said at this hearing is that you understand my position to share with you all why bitcoin is going to be in at some point the best hard money that we can invest a little bit in right now that will do well for us in the very future. And so I'm gonna do my best to give you the context context of this meeting as we go along. Um, so let's see where we start. So specifically in this thing that happened last year, every I in Washington is on the cryptocurrency space. And so this regulatory body or this meeting group, they put out in February, the early February, I think it was February 3rd that they were going to have this emergency meeting. And what they did was gave the cryptocurrency industry 10 days to actually find witnesses to represent the cryptocurrency side of the argument. So spoiler alert, that is not enough time to get people together from all over the country that actually know what they're talking about. So the three witnesses that they brought to the stand there for this meeting and I'm not saying that these people are not capable but are they really in this space and have the the teeth to bite in and say what the truth is without being uh are feeling like they were Being intimidated, I'm just going to say it that way. And so we had someone by the name of Lee Reiners, who was a financial policy director at Duke University. Linda Jane, who was a law professor at Georgetown University. And we also had someone by the name of Yasha Yad Vad, and that's a law professor at Vanderbilt University. And the hearing actually began with a bunch of different politicians asking questions about what is happening in our cryptocurrency space as they see it from their eyes. So the first one to speak was Sherrod Brown, who uh, Sherrod or Sherrod, however you say his name, but who who's willing. Uh, has been well known to be anti-crypto. Not surprisingly, he said that the events last year proved that he was absolutely right about cryptocurrency all along. He pointed out the fact that everything that you can think of that's going wrong in our world right now has all to do with cryptocurrency. He went as far as to say Russia and North Korea are using cryptocurrency and crypto companies are laying off employees. That's why the whole employment numbers are not the way that they're supposed to be. The collapse of FTX has caused Silvergate, which is a bank, to be affected by the collapse of FTX. And he went on and on and on. Um, just really even paraphrasing well, there was just a lot of negativity around. Uh, Cryptocurrency specifically with him saying things like every since Facebook came out and announced its Libra coin that. This has been a problem. There has been more crime. There have been more illicit activities and nothing can be further from the truth. Criminals are going to be criminals. They're just going to either use money or digital assets or Apple Pay or or Zelle or Wires, whatever they can get their hands on. They're going to do it. They're going to be in everybody's space. So make no mistake about it. Just because cryptocurrency is here, it has not allowed them to have more uh, our access to more people's funds other than the fact that they are swindling folks because people believe what they're saying because they're not getting educated in this space. But um, and so then we had Tim Scott who came as a surprise because he was, um, we were ex- from when I looked at this, I was expecting to see Pat Toomey, but Pat Toomey was a pro crypto politician, but Pat retired. So we don't have anybody in the cryptocurrency space uh, name a Pat Toomey anymore. And I'll say it that way because Pat um, Toomey was considered to be young in age, about 61, but nevertheless, we won't have Pat Toomey to Talk to the talk to Congress or SEC or anybody else about what we would what we need done. But Tim spent most of his time talking about how he wants the SEC chairman Gary Gensler to actually testify before the committee Uh, given his connections with FTX. Now in this, there are a whole lot of other individuals who are going to need to, at some point, talk about their relationship with FTX, but we won't get and go down that path right now. Um, And so we must really take a look at some of the things that happened. And I I will say not for the better, because when Lee, started talking which was one of the first witnesses um I'll just say we I just am feeling like they were intimidated and they didn't say some of the things that needed to be stated and so with that when you have people testi- testifying for the cryptocurrency space on the whole. And they start out by saying, I'm not here to talk about the cryptocurrency space. I'm here on my own personal belief in the cryptocurrency space. It literally, and I say literally, ladies and gentlemen, it diminished the actual position of why you're there, you're there to talk about the whole cryptocurrency space. But again, because the cryptocurrency space was ill prepared to do this meeting, because we weren't given enough time, or not enough individuals that are really champions for change in this space were not able to get to the White House to be at this meeting, we de- unfortunately have to settle with what we got. And I really don't feel as though what I saw at this meeting or the transcripts from the meeting, I really don't feel that we got the best representation. So for those of you that are looking for uh, this cryptocurrency to get a little bit harsher before it gets lighter, absolutely understand that I believe this meeting is going to play a major part in the fact that uh, none of these people were able to even explain what Bitcoin was, what cryptocurrency is, why it's important for the unbanked to have access like they were able to do none of that. And I am really shocked that they weren't able to answer those simple questions. And I'm going to tell you why they weren't able to answer those simple questions is because this space, this cryptocurrency space has been changed in people's mind from what the regular origin of cryptocurrency was to be about. It was to remove the middleman. And when they try to answer questions that put the middleman back into the equation, it's a big problem. And so They couldn't express why it's important that the unbanked or the unbanked take control of their money. Well, that's what they should have said, that they are able to be their own banks. They never even brought that up. In fact, they seemed to stumble and couldn't actually get the things together.
1: New money. New money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, now. let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk, Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. So ladies and gentlemen, I just said something does not want me to get this information out there, but we are going to just really get down to it. I'm going to restructure the show today so that we can get this information out. But um, what we were doing once Tim was done talking, the witness actually read their opening statements. Lee was the first to go. And um, Lee lived up to, I think, some of the things that needed to happen as far as educating, because he said that only 16 percent of Americans have invested in cryptocurrency. But he failed to mention that this number was just three percent at the start of the pandemic. So, yes, yes. Bitcoin has only grown by 16 percent of Americans, but that's just since 2020 at the start of the pandemic. But according to J.P. Morgan, that is where that number came from. So in other words, it has exponentially grown. And that's something that they didn't bring up. But um, this thing as far as this cryptocurrency thing with FTX is he insisted that FTX wasn't the exception, but he was stating that the whole cryptocurrency uh, ecosystem at its core is rotten. That means all of us. He just said the whole barrel is rotten. He also said that it didn't matter if cryptocurrency goes offshore. That's because, um, he wanted us to keep in mind of the net harm that it posed to the world and not the net good. So forcing it offshore with regulations is fine, in his opinion. And that is what their uh, that's what his whole get up was. He was talking strictly about the fact that all of us that are in this space are Creating illicit activities and things of that sort, and that it wasn't traceable. And the bottom line, again, ladies and gentlemen, is that blockchain makes this technology 100% traceable. Cash is not traceable. So I start to think or wonder as we look at these hearings if their argument is that illicit activity is happening and cryptocurrency is our Bitcoin is the rails by way it's being done. It seems to me that they must want to continue crime and illicit activities happening with cash because they can trace this thing down to the penny or down to the Satoshi on the blockchain. And so it's just really interesting to see these different stances. And so, um, one of the individual's, uh, had an opening statement that was a little bit more colorful. It, it included some specific policy recommendation. This young lady acknowledged that the collapse of FTX had reduced the trust in the cryptocurrency. But she argued that the inaction of our regulators like the SEC has also reduced the trust in the regulations. And uh, I think on Yesha's um. Part that was a bold call and the ask for some new regulatory framework where cryptocurrency exchanges regulate industries, and the U.S. government only regulates cryptocurrency exchanges because if that's done properly, everything will work the way that it's supposed to. But also, I'll add that they need to educate people so people aren't leaving their cryptocurrency on the exchanges so that the SEC or the government doesn't have such a hard job regulating the cryptocurrency exchanges because everybody has their own coin, right? That's the point of Bitcoin at its core. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we're going to continue this conversation today because you really do need to know what is happening with cryptocurrency and where you stand as an investor or a person that is just passively getting a few Satoshis at a time. And so we want to make sure that you're not up in arms or hearing any misinformation about this meeting and what they're saying about the cryptocurrency space. So this is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Um, One of the night, the ninth person to actually speak was Elizabeth Warren. And I wanted you all to know exactly what she was saying because she went on one of her tangents about the reason why criminals love cryptocurrency more than they love banks. Um, and so of course we know Elizabeth Warren is not a fan of cryptocurrency and she's not a fan of facts as well. And so she called on the KYC and AML rules. And for those of you that don't know what KYC is, it's know your customer. When you go open a banking account, you need to tell them who you are, where you live. You need to give some sort of identification and AML is exactly the same. Anti-money laundering. That's what AML stands for. And those rules are in place for banks. Those rules are in place for cryptocurrency exchanges as well. So everyone that buys Bitcoin from us we do a KYC and we run their name through the AML. But anyway, she was just stating that these rules also need to be applied to the DeFi space. DeFi stands for decentralized finance. So there are a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space right now that are touting that they're using decentralized finance platforms where they don't have to do a KYC or any of those things and so a lot of people are trying to go over there not that they're doing anything illicit but they want to to maintain what they hold in bitcoin for themselves and not necessarily disclose it to the government which they know the likes of coinbase and other companies like that are reporting and so they want the defi uh community to have to do that same KYC. I'm not sure how they're going to make that happen, but that same regulation and principle um, is really popular with individuals and institutions which are affiliated with the World Economic Forum. And so she then vowed to reintroduce a bill that is going to impose KYC on all DeFi um, DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, just so many different things in this cryptocurrency space. So that's where her crackdown mine is. And I really feel like it's a a choke operation. And just as I stated yesterday, they're not going to be able to stop Bitcoin, but they can definitely slow down if not stop all the on ramps to allow people to have the autonomy to buy crypto and Bitcoin whenever they want. And so they can slow those things down. Um, And so that's one of the, that's just one of the several conversations that was going on in this hearing. But in short, ladies and and gentlemen, it is not good. In my opinion, But how we feel good about it is the fact that we have Bitcoin, which is a decentralized cryptocurrency. All the other cryptocurrencies, when they decide to start cracking down on them, they will either say they're a commodity or a a security. Uh, Securities will be fined and that's how they're going to come after them. And again, I'd say something doesn't want us to get this information out, but we're going to just continue pushing. I said, we're going to change this whole program today, but um, so regulation is coming and it's going to be coming. It looks like from anti crypto politicians. So again, safety to me looks like Bitcoin, but the worst part is that the, Pro crypto politicians don't seem like they're doing enough right now. And that's because of the FTX thing. I think a lot of them are ashamed of the fact that they got swindled and sat amongst the individual that was swindling everyone. But honestly, it looks like the cryptocurrency crackdown is going to get a little bit worse before it gets better in the next coming months. This begs the question that I have. How long could this last? Um, How long could this last? How long are we going to be in limbo as to what our country is going to do about cryptocurrency and how they're going to regulate it? What regulatory body is going to actually regulate us? But ladies and gentlemen, because of the fact that we have the 2024 election coming up in the next year, I really don't think they're going to make any sound concrete laws, regulations. I think they're going to continue to badger people, but I don't think that they're going to put any real rules and regulation in place. And so what they're hoping, of course, is they're going to have a Republican, bic, Republican victory. And the newsflash is that most anti-crypto politicians are overwhelmingly Democrat. So I have to say that as well. So there's not a lot of Republican um, politicians that do not like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. They just do. And so you have a few that don't, and they're very vocal about it. But for the most part, most of the ones that do not like cryptocurrency are Democrats. Now, it's not entirely clear why this is, but I suspect that it has something to do with political differences in spending. On paper, Democrats want to spend more money and Republicans want to spend less. And again, this isn't about you know, right or wrong or any of those things, we're just looking objectively at why or how regulation may be crafted based on who's behind the actual bills and th- some of those things. So in practice, the spending is the same, but different. Introducing things like universal basic income without causing runaway inflation is an issue. Requires a tech net, it requires a technology like the central bank digital currency. And I've been trying to teach you all about the central bank digital currency and what happens when it comes. But again, that universal basic income is definitely going to happen and it's going to have to happen on a technology like the central bank digital currency. So Democrats overwhelmingly favor cryptocurrency, particularly stable coins, which uh, Republicans generally support are direct competitors to the CBDC. So Republicans don't want stable coins. Democrats want stable coins. And so again, this is almost like a toss of the coin, but it really um, is going to be based on what regulatory body our president picks to do what, and then who decides to implement the first set of laws and, and uh, regulation around cryptocurrency. Again, it's not entirely clear why any of this is the way that it is in our political, um, our political system. But what we do know is everybody has an opinion as to what they think, but I just don't see them doing things in the best interest of the people. Every time I hear them talking, it's about the best interest of the bank, the banks who control the money. And I don't think that they want much control or oversight on the banking industry any more than it already is, which of course, comes with their own set of issues and all of those things. And so to answer the question of cryptocurrency and regulation, it lies somewhere between the two stereotypical political extremes. The problem is that the Democrats interest seems to have succeeded in appointing the heads of the most important regulatory agencies, uh, which are, currently cracking down on cryptocurrency. And so Gary Gensler, and we're going to continue to hear about Gary Gensler will still be there till about 2026. I think it's 2026, the summer of 2026, which is more than three long years away. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't expect there to be an answer or a cure to this in the next couple of weeks or months. It's not just not going to happen when we come forward. We're going to talk about the silver lining In this meeting, and what we possibly need to do. And if we don't have time to just continue the conversation, just know we will definitely continue it tomorrow. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. So we're going to wrap this part up. So this meeting, as you all know, has left a big gaping hole in the cryptocurrency community because nobody really knows what is going to happen, obviously. But I just want you all to know who is or who was brought to represent the cryptocurrency space, which unfortunately, I don't think they did a great job. And we're going to have some real ramifications because of it. But with that being said, there is no um, end to this at any foreseeable time. And so if you're going to be in the cryptocurrency space, just know that it could possibly pump. And if it p- pumps, a bunch of people are going to be happy pumps, meaning the price of Bitcoin, the price of cryptocurrencies going up. But this price action, this recent price action that we're seeing, I don't think it's going to last for much longer. So people need to be aware that the bear market. We're still in the bear market. I don't think we're coming out of the bear market anytime soon, especially with things like this going on. Uh, But for those of you that are trading, those of you that are enjoying these types of rallies, please make sure that you are paying close attention to the markets and what they're doing, because they could change at any time while you go to sleep. You go to sleep a millionaire, wake up broke. I will say this if your dollar cost averaging, that eliminates you having to be so worried about all of these things in the cryptocurrency space, right? Because you are never investing more than you can afford to lose. And so because we're also looking at a five to 10 financial trajectory, we're not in a rush to do anything. So I'm not actually Uh, here to really convince you not to be a trader. You know, I talk to people all the time and I'm saying trading in the cryptocurrency space, trading in Forex and trading in the stocks is so much different from trading in the cryptocurrency space because cryptocurrency never sleeps. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, does not stop on Friday, does not come back on Monday. It is nonstop to the top. And so if you're going to trade in the cryptocurrency space, it becomes very taxing on you. And I've tried it. And that's why I can speak on it. And that is why I dollar cost average my Bitcoin and really just take a deep breath because it's a lot to do if you're in this space trying to make all these different decisions so quickly. So with that, um, we're just going to make sure that we keep you on top of the information as it comes down. For those of you who have called or text message or email that are very concerned that Bitcoin is being labeled as a security. It absolutely is not. It does not. It does not uh, fall under a security. And they have put it up against the Howey test. And I know a lot of people don't know what the Howey test is. So if you're trading stocks, if you're trading, um, if you're trading anything, you need to know what the Howey test is. And so maybe we'll break down what the Howey test is. And if it even matters to you, I don't know. But right now where money seems to be one of the most important things that will give your family options, that will give you options options to do the things that you need to do. I just really think we need to understand how they're making these decisions and what these decisions are based on. It is critically important to our community because we've never all been all in on finding out the inner workings of money. Yes, we can go to the bank. Yes, we can do things at the bank. But what actually dictates what the bank is doing, what allows them to do the things that they do. We really need to get a handle on that so we know how to better govern ourselves in the future. And so that's why we're spending time on this. And we will continue to get these hearings. I'll continue to break these, these hearings down because they're important to our cryptocurrency space. Again, Bitcoin is only 14 years old. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a long time to go. You're at the very beginning of this innovation and you will be so excited and so happy in the next five to 10 years that you took the opportunity to learn these things. And if you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email at ask Roberts at gmail.com. Again, ask Roberts at gmail.com. I love to answer those questions. I am still holding my stance where I am going to continue to break down this money code on the other side without going into old money and just really make sure that we understand what is happening with our regulatory bodies and everything around it. So you can feel safe about your $6, uh, investment. I'll call it an investment. My six dollar investment because I'm not providing any financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor on purpose anymore. So uh just really keep that in mind as you learn about central bank digital currencies, why all these things are important to your future, why what's getting ready to happen with bail ins and bailouts and all of those things are important to you. And we'll get a little bit more into that tomorrow. And again and I appreciate everybody's patience today as we have dealt with just a little bit of restructuring. So Bitcoin's price just for the record right now today is at twenty three thousand eight hundred and seventeen dollars. It is up in the last hour, point zero nine percent. It is down in the last 24 hours, one point seven percent. It's down in the last seven days, one point two percent. Ethereum is at $1,619. It's up in the last hour, 0.21%, and it's down 1.63% in the last 24 hours and down 2.67% in the last seven days and i'm just going to continue to say this so that you all will get the picture as i scroll down every single cryptocurrency seems to mirror bitcoin and what bitcoin is doing and so the correlation ladies and gentlemen may or may not be there in your mind or your train of thought but what i will tell you is i want the original as we would say growing up i want the og i don't want the uh, the peon stuff i want the og and the OG seems to be what institutions and other people are so fearful about again because it is unconfiscatable, uh, confiscatable it is a whole bunch of things that you will later find out or realize how important it is as it relates to the money that you worked for that you own and that you control so with that Come forward. We will jump into our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Mm-hmm. Celebrate Black History every day. Every day. For KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right, welcome forward. So, I'm actually going to ask our listeners a question. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in spreading the word about cryptocurrency or just giving people the financial literacy to understand how we got to this thing called cryptocurrency and what Mm -hmm. it means to our community, I'm going to ask you to volunteer with me as we go across this country to educate in every single hood across this United States, starting right in. Los Angeles and I need a city ally or a couple of city allies to make sure that our leaving Lamert Park is just as incredible as it's been the last two years. And so we need a city ally for the Los Angeles area. If you're interested, please. Uh, reach out to me I'll tell you what it entails it just we just set up in Leimert Park and our tour buses and all the people that travel with us across the United States we do a kickoff in Leimert Park we let the ancestors lead the way that's what I like I grew up born and raised right here in LA on Crenshaw and uh, on Crenshaw every Sunday I lived on the east side but Uh, With that being said, I need a city ally for the city of Los Angeles. So if you're interested, please reach out to me. I appreciate you at AskNajaRoberts at gmail.com. Again, AskNajaRoberts at gmail.com. We're going to do our daily dollar cost average, which is where I personally put away $6 a day in Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin like a penny is the smallest increment of the dollar and we do it on the Black Wall Street wallet and it is a app that you can download on your phone but what you're going to do is click in the middle on the Black Wall Street app and start doing your dollar cost average a day now you can do a dollar a day you can do six dollars you can do a hundred dollars whatever you feel like you can afford to lose you can go ahead and do that and we're looking at again five to ten years nothing's going to happen substantial in the next five to ten years so that is what i am suggesting and ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you for rocking with me today on ahead of the crypto curve y'all don't touch that dial dl hugley is up next and we right here on ahead of the crypto curve are creating satoshi millionaires one family at a time one day at a time one satoshi at a time one bitcoin at a time and ladies and gentlemen that means you
1: you You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms. At Naja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve.